<laughs> Good morning, everyone. This is Galley Girl with Home Plate at KUCI. It's 88.9 FM in Irvine. Welcome, everyone, and get ready to get inspired because today my guest is Rachel Klemick of Black Market Bakery. And it's so fitting that she is my guest today because guess what? Rachel is a former KUCI DJ here at 88.9 FM. She had both a PA show and a jazz show, I believe, a couple of different shows. She's going to enlighten us about all that. And that's super fitting in that we have the fun drive right now. Um, we're taking your pledges at 949-824-5824. If you love free speech, free form radio with all the best uncharted music and incredible guests such as Rachel, of the Black Market Bake of Black Market Bakery Empire, former KUCI DJ as well. She attended CIA Greystone. Incredible lady. Our number again for pledges is nine four nine eight two four five eight two four. No pledges too big or too small. Although premiums start at thirty five dollar level, and I myself picked up a handsome KUCI T shirt and mug. At the $50 level, because I believe in what I do here. I love KUCI, and we're all volunteers. We have an operator standing by, so please call us. And in the meantime, super excited to welcome Rachel. So let's bring her on without further ado so we can talk. Rachel, welcome to Home Plate. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on and talk to us here at KUCI. Not a problem. Your your <laughs> former stomping grounds. Are you ma- imagining you sitting right here where I'm sitting in Studio A in the double wide here? You know, we had a the, the radio station was across the kind of courtyard from the library back in the like early '90s when I was there. Awesome. So it was a little so. different location. <laughs> so so I'm funny. sure you guys have gotten a remodel or an upgrade. I would hope. <laughs> bit um let's see it's it's in a double wide trailer and we have a couple of studios here full of all the probably the same all the vinyl all the cds and everything oh wow can you tell us a little bit just since we're in fun drive mode here at kuci can you tell us a little bit about your shows before we go into my favorite subject black market bakery (laughs) (laughs) um well we started out with uh my friend mark and i had a kind of a public service show on Sunday evenings called the Earth Hour, mm-hmm. where we would try to interview people. I, I remember specifically Larry Agron being on talking about recycling, you know, that kind of that yeah. kind of thing. And then um, ended up with like a early morning, I think it was like 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. or 8 or something, a blues show because everybody seemed to want to do rock shows. So I figured the only way to get on the schedule is to do something a little different. So... So Johnny fun. Hooker and all that kind of good stuff. And those are perfect hours because you're a baker, so you know you're used to. Well, maybe not then, <laughs> but it got you prepared. Actually, yeah, it got you prepared for that schedule. I know you get up even earlier than that as a baker, right? It's like the middle of the um, night, sort of. Yeah, we have gals that well, and guys that start mm-hmm. at either like ten or eleven o'clock at night to make bread and all the breakfast pastries. Um, I. Fortunately, don't end up doing that unless um, Thank God. people call in sick or something. <laughs> something really kind of odd happens. Sure, but I mean, you have. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, don't even. Yeah, I know. I've trained 
people where it's like, okay, we're starting at 10 o'clock at night and we're working till six in the morning. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to say you have four kids. That could have been a prep for having the four kids because you're up at night. I know your kids are grown now for the most part, but you're up at night with kids. So maybe be a baker first and learn how to stay up in the night. (laughs) I kind of did everything backwards. So I got married at 21 and had my first child at 23 and then didn't go to culinary school until I was 29. Okay. So So you got prepared the opposite way. I did it all backwards. (laughs) Wow. Wow. You did do it backwards and it worked. Well, you know, it's all, it's all about teamwork. At the end of the day, you know, one person um, can influence and be a driving force, but you can be the person who's decorating the cakes and taking the orders and doing the graphic design and doing the marketing and doing the bills and making all the, you know, menu decisions. You have to have a good team. Yeah. That's, that's ultimate key right there. And speaking of the team, before we start talking about all the food, it's just there's so little time, but uh, speaking of the team and teamwork and the fact that you can't do everything yourself unless you want to be a major burnout, uh, I want to start ta- out about talking about a subject close to my heart as a critic turned waiter, the staff. You, you know, you don't find the staff being mentioned in interviews or even mentioned on websites in person, yet the black market bakery has an entire page of your website devoted to your staff called Meet the Black Marketeers. And it has their first names, (laughs) their photos, they're all having a good time. And then on FB and Twitter, you're always giving shout outs to your pastry genies and your cake, you know, ninjas Ninjas. and all that. (laughs) And it seems obvious to me being a waiter, like, hey, you know, recognize those hardworking staff members. But why don't why do you think more bosses don't do this if you had an idea? You know, that's a, that's a great question actually. I I don't really know. Um I'm not a front of house person by nature. I can get on the stage and demonstrate how to make uh you know, brittle or buttercream or whatever. And mm-hmm. I love talking to people, but I I I'm not a fan of the selling thing. So, a really important part of the of the whole equation is having people that love, love people, love customers, love customer service, strive to always, you know, have a smile on their face and connect, you know, make a joke. Even if something flusters them, they can, you know, kind of reconnoiter and, and get right back to it. Um, And we, we make a huge deal about that. You know, when, when you're a staff of one, you don't have training manuals and, you know, Training right. schedules and employee reviews, but we've, we've gained all that over the years. And um, the people that we have in the front, um, they they want to they want to help people, and so you have to encourage that, and you have to treat them like rock stars because yeah. we can be in the kitchen making breads galore and cakes and tarts and stuff, but if if the customer service is faulty or uninspired, um, people won't come back. I mean, you can get a croissant and a coffee anywhere. Quality-wise, I think we do a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, but why do people come back here day after day or week after week? It's that personal connection. So, yeah. I mean, having the whole kitchen open, too, is a big deal because our pastry person, I mean, I'm looking at my pastry person right now. I'm in the office, and I'm seeing my line cooks, um, you know, over there baking cookies and making sandwiches. <clears throat> the customers see the whole kitchen they see everybody working 
So there's nowhere to hide. So you know, if you're there is if you have a good attitude, it, it shines through. People notice it. Yeah, they sure do. I hope. <laughs> they really do. They are fabulous. And I was there at the downtown Santa Ana location yesterday and just had a wonderful experience. I'll talk more about that later. But um, yeah, so if anyone and if people are looking for inspiration and or work, there's even a thing on your uh, it's blackmarketbakery.com for all of you <laughs> aspiring pastry, pastry ninjas out there. And there's a whole page, Meet the Black Marketeers. So really look at that. What a great example. And for all of you restaurateurs uh, and bosses out there, what a wonderful way to recognize. I was thinking myself, maybe one reason people don't do it is because some people have a lot of turnover. And actually, in the industry, I mean, it's just, it's tough by the nature of it. There is a lot of turnover. But I thought, who cares? What a great uh, sort of historical record of who was with you through all those years. When you put the pictures on Facebook, you have a record. Hey, remember when she was with us and it was great and we had a great time then she went off to do this and so don't Mm -hmm. be afraid bosses out there be like rachel and recognize your staff what a wonderful place to work and i just think it's fantastic now let's talk if they want to be here and if they get along and if they feel appreciated i mean it's not like we you know pay great because you know it's (laughs) food service um But on the other hand, if, you know, like we have um, staff events and we like took everyone to that um, jumping place, Sky High, or we had like a... You took everyone night. to Sky High from your work? Yeah. How yeah. fun! <laughs> yeah, it was pretty hilarious. You know, everyone's like, should we throw the ball at Rachel? Or Did you get... So you definitely, you played dodgeball. So you played dodgeball. Yeah. And did you get pegged um, by your staff um, members? <laughs> not, not particularly badly, and I gave it out too, you know, I'm not... Not a wallflower, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just think um, it all it all shines through. And honestly, people like if they're if it's not a good fit, they usually move on. Sure, we don't usually we really don't usually let people go. Honestly, and if they're moving on, it's like oh, they got this great full time position. Yeah, good for you them. know doing what they've been wanting to do. Like this guy just left to go be a like full time music teacher. I get that. Fantastic. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, so not a lot of attrition, which is really lovely. It's great. Um, yeah, we really we really strive to keep people engaged, and we're coming up with a. Um, we've done Cookie Throwdown. I don't know if you've been to it the last two years. No, I need to go. What is it, Cookie Throwdown? Well, we did a Cookie Throwdown where we had the staff, um, the ones that were interested, submitted recipes of like what they thought should be our next cookie on the menu, yeah. and then we chose the top like six or eight. And then we made small versions of them, and then we invited the public to come in for, like, a nominal fee to come in and taste and then vote on which one they thought was the best, and then that goes on the menu. This year, I think in about, I think it's June 18th or 19th, and I, I'm, we're still kind of playing with the dates. Okay. We're going to do a chart throwdown. Ooh, I can't wait for that. 18th, 19th yeah. of June, maybe? You're thinking? Um, yeah, it's like June 18th or 19th. We're still kind of getting our marketing calendar um, finalized, but... Trying to do stuff like that where people feel like, oh, my God, my input is appreciated. I have an idea for a tart that should be based on, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and then do know, they get people, to name the tart as well or who names the tart? I love the names that um, you have there. They, yeah. Well, whoever comes up with a name, a great name can name it. Our last yeah. tart, actually, I asked um, Instagram people to name it. <laughs> Someone came up with a great name, Cloud9, so... Oh, that's fun. That and fun. I also, I love, it's not a tart, but it's like a pop tart berry poppins. 
Oh, so that was fun. one of our um, front of house leads, actually. The manager at, um, at our Santa Ana location came up with that name. Barry That's one of my favorite Poppins. things we make. <laughs> so wonderful. I didn't get it because I had already had like a gigantic, it was called the Green Mile, a breakfast sandwich. And I felt like I needed to come back another day before I just mauled one of the Barry Poppins <laughs> things but i i really want it so next time berry poppins it looked so good it was yeah. like a homemade pop tart with a beautiful glaze and it was really thick like not like the thin cheap pop tarts you get it's a homemade no one. we make the dough i mean from scratch. croissant it's, dough it's a great dough recipe yeah Ugh, so cool so if anyone <laughs> is just tuning in i just want to tell you that we're talking here with rachel Clemick. she is the black market bakery boss. Just take away the V. I want to keep saying that. Black market bakery boss. They have three <laughs> locations. I like it. <laughs> yes. We have uh, the lab in Costa Mesa. Then, and it's a beautiful store. You've got to see these stores. And then in the Santora Arts building in San, downtown uh-huh. Santa Ana. And then coming soon to North Park in San Diego. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, I'm heading down there Friday to lay more tile, but... Um that should be a pretty <laughs> unique space. It was an old liquor store, and it had this terrible kind of asphalt parking lot mm-hmm. that they eventually just fenced off. And so we've actually um, are taking over the whole parking lot. We've dug it out, wow. got rid of the asphalt. The paver guys are coming. We're going to have a garden. We're going to have an outdoor bar, fire pit. Wait a play second. Area, turf. It's going to be really fun. This is our first, like, landscape adventure in um, wow. in the bakery world. So. Now, talk about how your husband is involved with that, because I know he does a ton of, like, he did a bunch of the wood and the working inner workings of Santa Ana. And... Um, he's, he's a designer mm-hmm. for the spaces, period. I mean, we, we'll say, oh, we need, you know, the espresso grinder to be on this side of the espresso machine. But he, he designs how the space should go, and... Um, we actually built a kitchen in Irvine as well back in the day, like 11 years ago. But mm-hmm. in all cases, he did the original sketches, and we take those to the architect. They get the plans made, engineered, and so on. And then, of course, since he designed it, a lot of it's very complicated. And, you know, there's yeah. tile and wood and glass and lots of welded metal. So he ends up actually fabricating it. How convenient. Um, it's very custom for you, I must say. <laughs> Having well, your husband do it, it's great, huh? Well, it's kind of funny because he always um, invariably, he's very um, oh, very particular about how things should look and how things should be. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he complains to me like, ah, like we're doing the tile in San Diego in the bathrooms. And suffice to say, they're a little complicated. There's these ribbons of stainless steel tile going through down the walls and then they intersect on the floor, you know, to keep the pattern. And he yeah. keeps saying, that is really complicated. Like, this is taking so long. It's so complicated. But all, all I can say is, you know, talk to the designer about that. <laughs> exactly. Mirror, you know, because, but honestly, it's, it's awesome. He, you know, what he does, he cares so much. I don't know if you saw the little, the little B area, like in the very back of the space in Santa Ana. Uh-huh. There's this, um, and where the railing, the ADA railing for the ramp hits the wall. He did this little neat detail with all these, like, bumblebees and little oh, honeycombs. I didn't get to see that. I should have traipsed back there. I did. I love the scare. Now, was the staircase pre-existing the artwork on that, That where it says um, Santa Ana? The railings and stuff? The the painting on the steps going up and so downtown? The, 
that was actually an employee and who who works for us. He decorates all our cookies. And, You're kidding, um, David. David like mounted um, all the pieces of metal that were the kick plate, basically on each step, mounted it on one piece of wood. And my employee Jensen painted the whole thing, and then we just screwed it onto the step. Kick plate—that's the word I wanted. And what was that employee's name? Jensen Ocampo. Jensen Ocampo, fabulous yeah. art. It's incredible. Uh, just for my listeners who are just tuning in, I'm talking to Rachel Clemick of Black Market Bakery. And what I'm talking about right now is the location that opened in January in the Santora building. First of all, for anyone who lives in Orange County uh, who hasn't seen in person the Santora building, it's mm-hmm. a churrigaresque it's very, very florid Spanish Baroque. It's probably the most beautiful building in Orange County, in my eyes. Very, very sort of uh, that that florid, very, you know, Gaudi-esque sort of thing. It's, it's Spanish right. Baroque. It's gorgeous. Uh, and you're inside that building, but then not only do you have the gorgeous external part of the building that's been there, but your husband's custom designed the inside, and then... Right. Your employees doing that staircase that that went up, so beautiful. Yeah, and it's and and this is so. Rachel is telling us about that personal connection, and I know people have per- personal connection to their, uh, you know, their local Starbucks too, which you happen to have on the same street, like right across. But right. I really have to say that you've got the whole package there. You've got the architecture, the designer, but the baked goods. I are just I I started out eating black market goods when you were at the you know you sold your stuff at Irvine Certified and all the farmers markets the marshmallows oh, yeah, all the tarts that's a while ago. <laughs> yeah I've been shopping there for years and years and loving those little tarts and the homemade marshmallows just everything is from scratch there's nothing in the baked goods so let's talk about the baked goods a bit because I'm going on and on but I want to hear it from you. <laughs> You're powered by butter, sugar, eggs, and flour. Those were black market goods during World War II. Correct? Right. So that is how you got your name? Yeah, it's just the, the real stuff. Um, when, you, when you bake at home, you assume, you know, everyone takes flour, sugar, butter, eggs, yeast, and just makes stuff. And then when you get into the... Um, in the food world, the, the restaurant industry, you do realize that People, um, it's hard to make stuff from scratch, number one. I mean, yeah. not hard, but it takes a level of, um, of technique. But um, secondly, there are a lot of shortcuts. There's companies, Bake Mark is one. Um, I'm trying to know the name of the other one that used to um, get sales calls from. But you can get pre-made croissant dough, pre-made Danish, pre-made yeah. cookie doughs, you know, pre-made muffin doughs. And we don't do any of that. So... We have to. We make everything from scratch. So when you say um, scratch, when some so when some restaurants and bakeries say scratch, they mean they take the mix and add the liquids to it. When you say scratch, you mean you start from a whole ingredient, flour alone. The flour doesn't have leavening agents. The flour doesn't have preservatives, additives, etc. Right. Okay. So you're talking flour. Then you've got um, plain butter. <laughs> yeah, well, eggs. some challenge, scary, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good butter. Um, I I feel like, I mean, my grandmothers both loved 
baking, and one grandmother in particular was really into making ice cream. You know, all hail her. She's amazing. But um, in both cases, their ingredients, they knew what they were. They went to the store. and I mean, yeah, they use shortening. We don't do that. But they buy butter. They buy sugar, brown sugar, eggs, like whole eggs, all that basic stuff. So we just want to embrace that. So we get cases of eggs, and we get bags of flour, bags of sugar, boxes of butter. But it's all stuff that you're familiar with as a home baker. Right. There's no, like, magical, like, oh, we need to put the special powder in to make it, you know, whatever. So, And there are a lot of special powders out there for those of you who don't know about back-of-the-house back bakeries and restaurants. A lot of times corners are cut because it takes a lot of time. It's very time and labor intensive. So yeah, if and you I want- honestly don't really know that much about Corners being cut. I mean, I worked for a bakery in Thomas Defoe that was done by a Dutch guy who did everything from scratch. And then I worked at Zoe's up in Tuxton. Um, mm-hmm. Same thing. They made everything from scratch. So yeah. um, I haven't seen it up close and personal, but I know it does exist. I mean, in any grocery store you go to, no offense to grocery store bakeries, but a lot of times I think they get like pre-made cake and pre-made frosting and, and that kind of stuff. So that's, that's kind of our angle to distinguish it. So we make the spaces. We try to craft, like, everything from the employee T-shirts, which I was tie-dyeing last night, to um, to our signage and our labeling and, you know, and our food. It's so trying fun. to kind of embrace the DIY um, ethic and all things. It, it is really lovely. So I do, well, don't know if I'm allowed to encourage that, but I will say that I personally just love going down to the full package down there in downtown Santa Ana and the lab, Black Market Bakery. The camp, the camp. I'm sorry. I'm the camp. Excuse me. Get a little <laughs> okay. confused right across the street. Right across the street. But that's a nice big space. I really like that space because it's larger and there's a lot of gifty stuff that you don't quite have the space for in Santa Ana. But if you're looking for cool gifts and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's always Santa Ana will have more of that. We're just trying to get San Diego open mm-hmm. <laughs> and hang its own way, and then we have to pivot back and finish kind of interior Santa Ana. But honestly, Santa Ana took way longer to build relating to permits and, you know, disagreements between engineers and architects and contractors in the city and stuff that wasn't foreseen. So Santa Ana should have been open last fall. Wow. And San Diego opened now. So everything got a little screwy. But when, you know, it's like you're committed. You know, once you start building, you're not going to, you know, oh, it's taking too long or whatever. You have to just um, plow through. So. Yeah, and it's anyway, not easy. You must be that. on the road a lot these days, going down. Um, I mean, I'm usually, well, we have a, our commissary kitchen in Irvine, and then I'm in Costa Mesa mm-hmm. and Santa Ana. I'm at like, two or three of those locations in a given day. But um, in terms of San Diego, we have a gal, she's been with me almost eight years, who um, will be the manager. She lives down there, so... Wonderful. Fortunately, she's taking the, the lead on a lot of the organizational stuff, so she doesn't need me to be there all the time. That's awesome. And Rachel, we don't have too much more time, so I just want you to talk about what you'd like to talk about. Is there anything else that's new that's you've got something up your sleeve? I don't know. You're doing a cookbook. You're going to be a reality star. What what else is happening <laughs> that we can talk about? I, I don't even watch cable. I can't imagine. And we've had people call us about reality TV, but, um, and what do you say? Because you're, you're, I'm sorry, go ahead. 
yeah, no, no, no reality TV for me. <laughs> um, in terms of fun new stuff, though, we'll be at the fairgrounds again this year. This will be our third year being in the promenade building. Um, they kind of set up a bakery for us, and we have display cases, and we're able to sell our product, and then um, take take time, you know, every day or two to do some demos on the the home art stage. That's so going we'll to be at the Orange County Fair. Fair. Yes, this so summer. Mid June, oh no, sorry, mid July. I think July fourteenth or fifteenth is when that starts. Awesome. So that'll be coming up, and and then we always have new products coming in, um, old products going out. You know, switching up stuff. Santa Ana is fun because we do have um, a beer and wine license, so we're able to serve um, draft beer and hard cider. Yum. How about wine? So you know what? We, I don't know anything about wine. Ironically, I went to culinary school in Napa Valley, and I know <laughs> nothing about wine. Yeah. <laughs> so well, we're talking, yeah, we're, we've had some requests to add um, some wine. I just don't want to have to try to compete with the wine bar behind us. Oh, got yeah. it. Got so it. If you have suggestions, Kelly, let me know. I do have suggestions. Well, my first suggestion is just make me another person that's requesting wine there because I know you're a you love beer and you're a beer person, so that's perfect. But I love wine, and I'd love to see you have not you know not to go into direct competition with the wine bar, but just to ha- carry just a couple, of, maybe some bubbles, yeah, yeah. just a little something so people can have that because you've got the mm-hmm. license already. So yeah, yeah, wine would go so nicely with. Um with desserts as well. Absolutely. And let's talk about your tagline, creating a conscious moment of indulgence. What does that mean to you? Because I know what it means to me, but I want to hear it from the boss lady. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you think about all the stuff you have to do in a given day that you do because you have to, you're not thinking about it, you're driving to work, you're having your coffee, you're eating a burrito for lunch, you're, you know, Making the bed, paying the bills, all the stuff you have, you just have to do, and you kind of do it automatically. And the idea behind um, the conscious moment of indulgence is, I deserve a treat. Mm-hmm. This is it. I am going to enjoy it. I know it's calories. I know I'm spending money, but I want to feel that fulfillment, that like emotional kind of oasis mm-hmm. from the rest of the world. And I know what I'm doing, as opposed to you know which. We all do this where we sit and just start, you know, gobbling down chips or something. And the next yep. thing you know, it's half the bag is gone. <laughs> and you're like, what the heck just happened? To me, that's an unconscious moment. Uh-huh, because that's... you're just kind of, you know, feeding the, you know, stuffing your face. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I love chips and all that. Yeah, that's why I don't buy them usually and so have them in my house. Don't <laughs> them, have but, them. Um, mm-hmm. On the other hand, I feel like we do need a treat. We do need something to say. This marks a moment. This is a day. I had a tough day or I had whatever day, ordinary day. But in this little moment, I consciously indulged and I enjoyed it. And that's okay because I'm human. So That's, that's perfect. <laughs> Rachel, thank you so much for being on Home Plate. No problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And we look forward to seeing you in North Park, San Diego and and. Visiting, continuing to visit the locations that you have here in Costa Mesa and Santa Ana. Yeah, let me know next time you're heading over and I can uh, meet you. We can talk about some wine. I love it. Thanks so much, (laughs) Rachel. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Perfect. Bye. Bye.
And for all of you who are listening in, that was Rachel Klimek from the Black Market Bakery in Costa Mesa, downtown Santa Ana, and now coming to North Park. And there it is. She says, creating a conscious moment of indulgence, not mindless moments of indulgence that we all have where you're eating like Takis or something like that, but really taking care of yourself and having that choice selection, just taking a moment out of your day to enjoy. We are in our fun drive. I'm going to let Miss Lily Dove with Sounds of Rich Mahogany come on next for you all. So get ready for that and call in with your pledges to 949-824-5824 so you can support the incredible music and PA shows here at KUCI Freeform Radio. We are all volunteers. Thank you for listening and we'll be back next week.